Dude, I'm so nervous. And the one, the best thing for me was when he looked at me, he goes, I'm so nervous too. That actually put me at ease because I was like, if Bad Bunny's nervous, I have every right to be nervous, you know? <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Out of Character with me, Ryan Satin. This week, my guest is someone who is having a pretty big career moment right now. Everything is going good for them. I'm excited to talk about everything they have going on right now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Out of Character, the United States champion, Damian Priest. Damian, thank you so much for taking the time today. Oh, my pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. How does it feel just to have the rocket strapped to you right now? I feel like you're kind of like in the coolest part of your career. You know, you just won the United States title. You're wrestling Bobby Lashley. You're wrestling Drew McIntyre. You're wrestling Sheamus. Like, you're right at the top right now. How does it feel? Yeah, it's, it's incredible. I don't know about a rocket strap, but I, I'm definitely getting cool opportunities. And uh, I'm just grateful that I'm delivering on those. And I'm just, I'm literally having a blast every day that I get to work in my dream job. Yeah, I can only imagine. I mean, actually, I, I can't imagine. I know what it feels like. I am in my dream job. So I kind of, in a way, sort of relate with how you're feeling right now. I kind of have to stop and look around a little bit once in a while and be like, wow, you know what? I'm kind of in the thing that I've been working towards for the past 10 years. And it's, it's kind of cool to say that. And I feel like you're in the exact same scenario right now. For sure. And it's, I mean, I wake up all the time and I'm like, man, this is wild. Like, this is crazy that I'm actually doing this, you know? And it's, Every day is like, is this really happening? Or am I going to realize, no, man, that's not real. But somehow it is. And I'm just grateful that I get to do it. So I usually start off my interviews asking the same question. And I got a little deviated because you've got a lot going on right now. But I want to know, how much of your real true self is there in the character that you play on TV? So I think, and, and I was asked this recently, like, you know, why the fans are kind of like, uh, they feel connected with me and, you know, especially since I'm still one of the newer guys. And I think it's because it's genuine. Um, it's really close, you know, where, when you see me in the street or doing these and it's pretty much the same deal from when you see me on raw, I, I don't know how to not to be me, especially now, you know, once I really figure out how to be myself, um, I started having fun and everything started really clicking when that happened. And I, I, I'm honest, man, like, of course the bottoms turned up a little bit, but, Damian Priest is who I am all the time. Yeah, I read an old interview of yours that you did where you talked about kind of being uh, into kind of like the darker side of things, of like, you know, skulls and, and, and all those, those kinds of things. And it seems to be uh, perfect for the type of character that you have, for the way, you know, your whole vibe and stuff. Uh, so that's how you are in real life too, right? You kind of are into kind of like the nightlife, the, the darker side of things, fear, all those kind of things. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like growing up, I, I was always into the odd, the weird, you know, just stuff that's not the norm. Um, and I used that to kind of like set me apart from everybody else. And then, yeah, the, the rock star stuff. I love that vibe, that lifestyle, you know, and yeah, the nightlife and everything. I love having a good time, you know, so uh, uh, it's all real, you know. If anything, some of that stuff I have to tone back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I've seen from you just on social media since you guys have been back on the road. You seem to be one of the people who is for sure enjoying making towns again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I and, and it's so especially because I love seeing other people having a good time and loving and living life. Uh, it's like my greatest enjoyment, you know, like just seeing people just 
living. I don't know. It's just there's something about that that gives me energy and makes me feel alive and makes me want to do stuff. So, yes, I really enjoy being back on the road and going to different places, meeting different people and seeing different people. And I love it all. Are you a people watcher? Oh, yeah. 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 And especially people that are doing positive things and just like it was the other night I was out and I was talking to people and I was like, look around, look at how many people are actually smiling. And, and like, that's, that's life enjoyment, you know, just in the moment. And I, I, it made me smile. And I was like, this is a good night, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I also like that. I'm a fan of people that are, that are enjoying themselves. I like to see people happy. I, I'm the same way. So, uh, and I'm also yeah. a people watcher. I can't help it. I just, I, I, uh, <laughs> I'm an observer. I don't know if it's uh, the extrovert in me or what, but I, I definitely am a people watcher as well. Okay, so, so we you... got that in common, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we definitely do. But you know, you've had a you've had a lot going on the past year, and I know that you're kind of like someone who's in the moment. But have you had a chance to stop and reflect on just how insane the past year has been for you? Every now and then, I'll be sitting in a hotel room and I'll just by myself and kind of like, wow, you know, where you have that moment of this is happening, you know, like, I can't believe I just did this today, or, you know, this past week, the week I had, and, you know, just stuff like that. It happens from time to time. I try not to, I try to keep thinking of what's next, and what can I do next, and and moving forward, because if not, I, I think I get overwhelmed with emotion, so I, I try to distract myself almost, and just keep striving for more, and then, you know, maybe one day it'll all explode on me and and have, uh, i don't know what i'll do if i have like some type of panic moment but um no right now i just that's that's what i do I just try to look ahead this way i don't you know get too emotionally uh, uh invested in it you know just wanting more and that's all i focus on or at least i try are you fairly nervous before you wrestle yeah that's to say the least nervous is like doesn't do it justice what i feel I, i'm a mess <laughs> um <laughs> But I try again, but it's the same thing. I like as soon as I start feeling it, I try to distract myself, you know, whether it's focusing on what I'm about to do, uh, just thinking about like, oh, I got to make sure I get to my spot in my entrance or, you know, this way I start thinking about that. Because if I start actually thinking of a big picture of everything's about to happen, that I'm going to be in front of thousands of people and millions of watching at home. Yeah, my heart starts beating and I, I just get out of control. So I try to distract myself i might even speak to somebody and joke around so everybody always like man you're always so cool calm and collected it's like yeah but i do it on purpose because if not i'm gonna freak out <laughs> <laughs> i feel like we have a lot in common i'm the exact same way i'll come in here sometimes before my interviews just stressed like oh my god i'm so stressed i don't want to talk i'm like i'm gonna suck at this interview oh my god i'm gonna say the wrong thing i'm gonna talk to them about something that doesn't matter and so i do the same thing i just try and play it as cool as possible so that nobody can tell that i am freaking out in my head so i i completely relate, relate with that 100 percent. fake it till you make it right and and it's one of those things that again if i distract myself and purposely do that now i'm focusing on that so i'm not thinking about everything else that would make me nervous you know and so it kind of eases the nerves it doesn't take them away because they're gonna be there but at least i could keep myself under control for the most part <laughs> uh, you know as someone you know who's constantly grinding as well i just love seeing that you're finally finding this success you know you've been working at it for so long you've been doing your thing for so long and it's so cool to kind of see when it all just clicks and right now like that really is what's happening with you you know i mean we saw you in nxt we you know some people have seen you in the indies before wwe um, but it's just so cool for me just to see you interacting with like all the top talent now. And I'm like, man, 
Like that's that's when hard work pays off. Like that's really cool to see for someone. I appreciate that. I mean, it does mean a lot because I'm one that I don't take anything for granted. Like I know exactly what's happening. You know, like when I have a moment with whether it's Bobby Lashley, you know, pinning Drew McIntyre, you know, being in the ring with Sheamus, you know, being in a segment that Randy comes out. You know, it's just every little thing. Like I get it. Trust me, I know exactly how big every moment is, and I know what it means, and I'm not oblivious to it. Um, and I take I don't take any of it for granted. Like I know that these are important things that are going to, I'm going to look back on one day and be like, that was the moment, you know? And, and uh, it's wild again. Like I can't even describe like how I, when it's done and I'm like, I can't believe I just did that, you know, with these guys, you know, it's people that I used to look up to and watch. Um, and I still watch cause I'm still very much a fan. So like I watch as much of this business as I can and, and I love it. Um, so when I get to do these things, I'm like, oh man, I'm getting, I'm, I'm gonna be in a segment with so-and-so, or I get to do this. Like I know how special it is and I feel every bit of it. Yeah. I remember I uh, ran into you at the SummerSlam after party and I could just see yeah. like the excitement and adrenaline still running through you after you won <laughs> the United States championship. Like you had the biggest smile on your face going around talking to everyone and you would like, you know, you had gone through a pretty hard hitting match, but you were just like on anyway. cloud nine the whole time. And it was really cool to see. Yeah, hard-hitting match, to say the least. I'll say this. Uh, what is this, like my 17th, 18th year in this business? Never in this business have I been hit harder than I've been hit by, like, Sheamus. Uh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, and especially, you know, SummerSlam, he's amped up, I'm amped up. And I'm not saying that I, I don't hit hard either, but wow. So, yeah, I was uh, I was definitely lumped up after that match. I, I was feeling it. But, man, every that moment was too cool for me to just worry about uh, a little bit of pain. I, I was I was having a time of my life. I feel like getting hit in the face with a faceplate has to hurt so much. You know, they say, you know, you, obviously we know the business, right? And it's like, well, yeah, they say that it's hard and whatever. But he headbutted me. <laughs> I, I'm glad that there was no mic on me because they, they would just been bleeped out everything because... Oh my God. And <laughs> I remember the referee coming to, to check on me. Uh, and he goes, you good? And I was like, I just got headbutted in the face. No. <laughs> and he was like, oh man. <laughs> like, of course <laughs> I'm not good. Would Look at me right now. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, but you know, I, even though you had to go through hell with Seamus to get it, I feel like, you know, it has to be cool for you to beat Sheamus for that title when Sheamus has really done all there is to do in the WWE. So, you know, having someone like that, you know, be the one that helps put you over, uh, I, I'm assuming has to be a pretty big honor in your eyes. Absolutely. You know, and Sheamus, first of all, oh, that look at that picture. Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, it's cool, but it's a little embarrassing. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, but Sheamus, like, you know, the best part about this is, is like to me, this is the best version of Seamus. So all the years and all the accolades and accomplishments and all the cool moments he's had, I think like he's doing his best work right now and I get to prove myself against that guy. I think that makes it even more for me. Um, so yes, it's it's a big deal because it's Seamus and everything that he's accomplished, but it's a bigger deal because of the work he's putting in now. It's not like he's regressed. He's he's on he's way above. So it feels really good to test myself and be, and him being the person for me to get this opportunity and be become champion um, at his expense. But <laughs> it's part of the biz, I guess. Is there anything that you've learned from working with him these past few months? 
Oh, obviously. I, I've been fortunate with everybody that I've been working with lately are guys that, have, that are proven, right? So, you know, there's things that I just pick up just watching him. Even when we're facing off and his cadence, his delivery and his physicality and, and just the way he carries himself. It's like, okay, I could pick apart little things that and, and, and put them on me that pertain to me. And I try to do that with everybody, to be honest. But when you're working with a guy on his level, it's easy to take more, you know, because he's proven, you know, tested and, and successful. So there's a lot that I could take from him and, and a lot of the guys in this company, obviously, but being that I'm working directly with him, it, it's, it's definitely a plus for me. And I think it gets me to have these moments like, you know, when I'm interacting, interacting with guys like Bobby Lashley and, and all these main eventers, it's because I get to work with guys like Seamus, The Miz, you know, where they elevate me. Well, speaking of The Miz, you know, we're going to, I want to talk about, well, let's go back a little bit. Before you won the United States Championship, let's talk about the Royal Rumble match. Was it mentioned to you that you'd be working with Bad Bunny coming out of the Royal Rumble match when you first got the call saying that you were going to be in it? Yes. So, I, and it was that literally like a few days before that. It wasn't like we knew for a, like a long period of time. It was, I, I believe, like that Friday or something. Um, and I've said this, but it was really funny because my first thought when they said, hey, you know, we're, we're going to do a program. You're going to be working with uh, Bad Bunny. And, I was, and, and my first thought was, do you guys know that there's somebody called Bad Bunny? Why would you give the Bad Bunny name to a wrestler? You know, like, <laughs> I was like, you know, what's wrong with you guys? <laughs> and then Who's like, this guy from the Performance Center you're calling Bad Bunny? What the hell? <laughs> so, and then they're like, that is the bad bunny and i was like oh that's cool <laughs> you know like oh man uh so yeah but that's how i found out and then and then i'm pretty sure like the next day i met him you know and, and we worked out in the ring and everything right away so it was pretty cool well seeing as how you actually lived in puerto rico as a child were you excited that you know you were going to get to connect more with that fan base by being linked up with bad bunny Obviously, yes. And even cooler, and I, I didn't know this at the time, I found out after, uh, we were both raised in the same town. You know? That's crazy. Uh, even crazier, I have a family member that was his brother's middle school teacher. Wow. That's crazy. Exactly. What a small world. That's crazy. Exactly. So, and, you know, we built, like, first of all, the, the first day we met, and then we got in the ring, uh, which is when I'm pretty sure like we were working with him, teaching him how to do the cross body so that he could do it at the Royal Rumble. Um, we hit it off. Like we became friends immediately. Um, and especially when we started talking about these things. Uh, and then, you know, obviously things progressed, but it, it was awesome right before to know, like after meeting him, being around him and seeing like how he was and how cool about everything he was that I was like, this is going to be a great experience. Like I knew it was going to be positive. Like I, because I, I liked it already before we even started. Yeah, I, I remember in watching your Chronicle, uh, you talking about the neighborhood you grew up in in Puerto Rico and how it was kind of like a tough neighborhood that you had to fight for everything that you got. So it's I, that's pretty rad that the two of you both got out of it and, and found such success in, you know, in the entertainment industry and got to link up again. Like that's that's such like a small world thing, like I was saying. It, it, it really is. It's wild, especially out of that little town. And yes, knowing what he because I know what that guy must have went through. You know, so and again, like you said, to overcome that and get into the position that we are living our dreams. I mean, that happens in movies like that's not real life. And we're like we're two of the fortunate ones. And it's wild. And I think that's why 
he's as humble as he is and I am the way I am is because we're appreciative of things a little bit more than maybe some might be. And I, I don't know. I don't want to speak for anybody, but uh, I, I just know the way he is. And it's kind of it's really cool to see somebody on his level because his stardom is on a whole nother level. Yet his first question to me was, hey, I, I want to get in the ring. I don't even know if that's OK. Like, is there something I'm supposed to do? Who do I ask? Like, I don't want to disrespect anybody. The moment he said that, I was like, you're going to be okay here. You know, I was like, yeah, man, just wipe your feet before you get in. <laughs> you know, that was it. <laughs> I totally get that. I, I, as long as I've covered wrestling, I have that exact same thought in my mind as Bad Bunny where I go like, I don't know if it's okay for me to step in the ring. I don't think I should do that. So I've only done it once because my friend rented a wrestling ring to train in and put it in his backyard. So I, I, I would have the exact same thought when I was going towards a ring of being scared of like, Am I allowed to go in there? So I, I, and also that ring is harder than people give it credit for. Cause at PWG, when you like, I, when I sit in the front row, I remember my first time, you know, everyone slams on the mat. Everyone's all excitedly slams on the mat when something cool happens. And I was like, Oh, it's, yeah. it's not going to hurt that much. And I like slam my hands so hard on the mat. And I thought I like broke my wrist. It hurt so bad. Yeah. It's not cool. No, <laughs> you no. know, uh, while it's better than landing on concrete, it's still not, okay you know but our bodies it's weird like anything else you you get accustomed to anything or your body kind of builds like a callus to it you know so it doesn't i'm not saying it doesn't hurt but you kind of get used to it i'm also in the apron and it's the hardest part of the ring so you know that makes sense actually the ring post i think would win that one but <laughs> really yeah well, i guess i guess that would make sense it's that would that would definitely hurt as well so that makes sense um are no, you looking for what were you saying what'd you say i'm sorry i couldn't hear you no, the the mat, the mat itself in general, it, it legit is hard. And yes, the 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 ring apron is obviously it's closer to the edge, which that just that one steel beam. Um, so people hear it and it sounds like a joke that that's harder, but it's not because that there's no give on that, you know. Yes, totally. Are you looking forward to going back to Puerto Rico now, just to see if like you're kind of a little more recognized due to the association with Bad Bunny now? I'm thrilled to go back. So we're, we're going back October 2nd, actually. Oh, for sick. A show. Uh, so I am, oh, man, when I heard that we were going back to Puerto Rico, and first of all, I've never wrestled in Puerto Rico. So that's always something I wanted to do. And now I get to do it on this level um, and being positioned in a way where I kind of like a, a representative of the island. So it, it's I am beyond thrilled. Uh, I'm so stoked. Like, this is going to be so cool, you know? And I I would think that I'm going to, you know, be over, <laughs> you know, like in, in a way with the crowd. So uh, I, I'm excited. Like, I, I always, and to this day, I promise you, every time I come out on Raw or any pay-per-view or anything, I don't expect a reaction. So every time I hear anything, I get excited for real. Like, oh, they know who I am, you know? It, to this day, it still blows my mind. So knowing that I was going to PR, I'm expecting, this is the only time I'm actually expecting a reaction just because I've heard and seen the feedback. So it's like, oh, you guys are really excited about this. So I'm excited because I, and I usually, I'm always excited anyway, but I don't expect anything. This one, it's like, I know what's coming and I'm, I'm nervous, but I, I'm thrilled to like be in the island. Well, I mean, especially in, you know, you growing up there, I remember in the documentary you were talking about, you know, you watching Carlos Colon and, and Savio Vega and stuff like that when you were a kid. So, like, it's so sick that you're going to be that when you go back there. Like, there's some kid right now in Puerto Rico, wrestling fan, who looks at you the way you look at those guys, and you're going to make that kid's whole entire, you know, year. And I that's 
I can't imagine. That. You know, you say it, and it it's wild because I yes, I I would think that that is the case, and it's it's one of those things that I, I've said it before where. You know, this was the dream, right? Is to wrestle for WWE, be a champion in WWE, and be a superstar, be a superhero. But uh, you don't realize the platform you have and what you represent, you know, and whether it be a culture or just, you know, just something. And then it happens, and then you start, you know, hearing rumblings and seeing things. Like when I put the flag on my tights, I didn't realize how big that was and the feedback I got. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, and how proud people are. I want, this is, True story. Last week, went out to dinner and went to pay the bill. Waiter comes back, gives me back my card and said, your dinner's been taken care of by by an, an anonymous person. And I was like, well, can you find out who so I can at least meet them? Or And then they sent me over a note and it was in Spanish and it basically said, thank you for representing Puerto Rico. Enjoy. And I was like, this, no, I need to meet this person. And then I, I got to, and then I took a picture and everything, and I thanked them. And he was like, you didn't have to do this. I was like, well, you didn't have to do what you did. Um, that's how this culture has taken to me. And I, I honored uh, I, something that I, I didn't even expect. Um, but now that I'm in the position, I'm going to do everything I can to, you know, represent in a way that's tasteful and respectful and that they're proud. And it's not just Puerto Rico, it's the Latin community. But I also want it to be a thing where it's not just I'm for them and that's it. I, I want it to be a thing that we all get to learn from each other, you know, different cultures from all around the world, uh, not just Hispanic, you know, everything. And we all learn from each other and that type of deal, you know, and I'm proud of that. Like putting the Puerto Rican flag was the idea was if somebody doesn't know what flag that is, they're going to ask. Now they just learned something about another culture. And that was the idea. That was the, the point. So now being in the position I am and seeing how it's affected the island of Puerto Rico, uh, it, it makes it all that much more than knowing that, like what you said, that there's going to be a kid there that thinking the way I used to and, and being inspired blows my mind that I'm inspiring anybody just because I don't I never thought that way that I would be in that position. And it, it's an honor and I'm thrilled and humbled by it. And, and I'm looking forward to hopefully knocking it out of the park in PR. Yeah, I you know, I'm. Uh... I'm a quarter Puerto Rican, a quarter Mexican, and I uh, I love seeing the representation that you put out there for Puerto Rico and just for the Latino community. You know, I feel like it doesn't, you know, representation is important, and I feel like that's across the board. So it's cool to see you doing that in a positive way. You know, you're not coming out with uh, anything cliche or anything like that. You just got the flag on you, and you're representing for something that means something to you. And to me, as a guy who is also Puerto Rican, I think it's awesome. Thank you, and I appreciate that. And that was the other thing, too. I never wanted to pigeonhole myself to just being a stereotypical type of thing. You know, it had to be organic. It had to be real and, you know, just authentic. And, and again, that goes with what you were asking me before, like how much is character, how much is you, it, it has to be real because that's how people know, uh, like they feel it and they know they see right through it. And it, people are drawn to that. People are drawn to authenticity. And I, I feel like I've been fortunate enough to deliver that the authenticity side of not just who I am, but how proud I am of culture, how proud I am to be just a human being alive in this world. So it's so far so good. After that WrestleMania match, just how pumped was Bad Bunny knowing that, you know, he had been in a match that a lot of people were saying was one of the best matches yeah. of the card. He was ecstatic. I mean, like a kid in a candy store. I, it, it was really cool. So, and I say this, and 
obviously my first WrestleMania, it's WrestleMania. I'm a WWE superstar, lifelong fan. Obviously, that's part of the dream is being in WrestleMania, right? That's incredible moment for me. Um, and I knew this, like, this is awesome. I didn't realize that I was going to have a double dose of that emotional moment because I got to work with somebody who I became friends with. And I got to see firsthand him experience the same thing. So as much as I was happy for myself, I was ecstatic for him. And then seeing how happy he was, he and how genuine happy. I mean, he was, I mean, like me, I mean, we were so, so happy to have done it and then pulled off a good performance. Uh, uh, there was just a lot of things that we were just happy and proud of. And you, you asked me before how nervous I get. This is funny. We were walking, just walking the hallway to get to, you know, to that curtain, the gorilla position. We bumped into each other, just walking. And I was like, we're a mess. We can't even walk straight. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I was like, dude, I'm so nervous. And the one, the best thing for me was when he looked at me, he goes, I'm so nervous too. That actually put me at ease because I was like, if Bad Bunny's nervous, I have every right to be nervous. You know, <laughs> he's used to performing. He's used to large crowds like this. I, that was my first experience like that. You know, in my entire career, uh, I don't know, it was still less people than there that that I performed in front of. You know, like I've never performed in front of that many people. And granted, it wasn't full capacity, but it was still a lot of people in the stadium. And it was when I got there and saw the stadium earlier in the day, I was it was overwhelming. You know, like I was like, oh, my God, I'm really here. Uh, is it too late to pull out? <laughs> like, uh, I want to go home <laughs> you know, just because I was nervous. Uh, but then we're out there doing our thing. And when we get through the curtain, man, it was, that was one of those where, like I said before, I try not to let the emotions, you know, take control. And I try to really focus. The emotions got the better of me for a minute there uh, where I got a little emotional just because. I got through it and not only just made it through, like I know a lot of people praise it. And I knew by the crowd reaction, and everything. And the, 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 we got to gorilla. It was like a standing ovation. Everybody's clapping. And I was like, Oh man, this is like, this is important. You know? And, and I think that's when it really hit me where I was like, Oh, I need a moment. <laughs> I need a moment guys. Just leave me alone for a second. Um, and it was then, and he, he was the same way. Like he, you know, bunny was, he got he got a little bit invested in it as well and and but it was so cool like he seeing his smile and his genuine hug and thanking me and thanking everyone he was that was a moment that he'll never forget for the rest of his life yeah and it's, well both of you <laughs> for sure both of you are never well, gonna forget that saying, yeah because yeah, i mean sure. it, it is crazy that you know you two were teaming together and you kind of both had parts of it covered. He had been around that many people, but he had never wrestled before. You had wrestled plenty, but you'd never wrestled in front of that many people. And so you guys got kind of right. got to cover for each other a little bit there and, and have that special moment together. And so that is really rad that, you know, you got to make it, that you made it there. I mean, like the fact that you made it there, both of you from a small town in Puerto Rico, and you made it to the grandest stage of them all is such a cool accomplishment in itself. So, um, I mean, just thinking about it, it gives me goosebumps too. I'm like my hair standing up. Cause it just, I mean, it was so cool See, I remember when I watched you walk out, I was right next to the stage and I could just see the, the like emotion building up within you. And um, it's, it's, it was awesome to know that, that you guys took that, those nerves and put on the performance that you guys did. I, man, I really appreciate that. And I tell you just you saying that you felt that you're, you're feeling it right now. 
I'm sweating right now because I'm th- talking about it and thinking like legit, I'm sweating um, because I can, I'm getting those nerves feeling. I'm like, if I'm about to go back out, just talking about it, just remembering that emotion. It's, I, I, I love it. Like I, I, I love the fact that I still feel that way. I don't, like some people say, Hey, when the nerves go away, that's when you should leave. I guess I mean, it might be one of those that might not ever be able to leave because I don't see it me ever like feeling differently. Like I, first of all, it's because I love this stuff so much, this business, you know, since I was a kid, I love it. And then now I get to be a part of it and I love every second of it. Like I find enjoyment in anything, but I'm so, and that's just the way I am. So imagine me actually enjoying what I love, you know, that's, it, it's a feeling that's unexplainable. And uh, every day is like the greatest because of what I do for a living. Well, after WrestleMania, you know, you continued feuding with Miz and Morrison, and it led to that infamous lumberjack match with the zombie ending. What were your thoughts on all the reactions to that? Uh, it was one of those weird things. Like, do I focus on whether it's positive or negative feedback, or do I take the moment for what it was for me? I'll be honest. When we were fighting zombies, it was one of the coolest things I've ever done in my life. <laughs> I remember in the moment thinking, this is so cool. I'm beating up zombies. It's my dream. Look at behind me. I, I have like a zombie uh, apocalypse like uh, kit here. You know, like. So you're waiting was, for it. Yeah, you're waiting for it. I've been waiting for it. Like. <laughs> The only way I'll stop wrestling is when this zombie invasion happens. Like that's that's what's that's what's gonna take me away from wrestling is defending the world by fighting zombies. And this was like, oh, I get to practice. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Like everybody's allowed to have their opinion, and I'm I'm okay with people not liking everything. Yeah. Um, I loved it. I loved like that difference and trying something new and getting different emotion. Say what you will. I. I had a lot of fun. That was so cool to me. <laughs> so then you think you would survive fairly long if a zombie apocalypse happened? I'd survive as long as I would if there wasn't a, a, a zombie apocalypse. I, I'm, I'm, I'm good, man. Like, I, I know I have a plan. I know exactly where I would go. I, I, I'm set, man. I, I'm, I'm good. Like, Are you allowed to share where you go or is it, is, it, is it too secretive that you don't want to share your plan with others? If I share it, then everybody's gonna go there, and then, then what? Then it's just, then that's a disaster. That's a that's a rookie mistake right there. <laughs> are, you good, are, are you good? Are you good at like? Are you good at like camping and stuff like that? I don't need to be. That's not the plan. But I can't tell you, that's man. Stop plan. trying to find out. You're not gonna know. <laughs> I just I I am trying to find out secretly. Yes, you're you've caught me because I I feel like I would fail so bad in a zombie apocalypse like so so bad i have like i have a location planned out as well if it happened because my good friend i'll i'm not gonna say the address but my good friend has a house in malibu and they have um a water tower there to to that's where all the water on the property comes from they don't have to rely on water from anybody else and so i my mind i go well, that's a good spot. We got water there. We'll be good to go. Uh, but I don't think I'd last long. I think someone would see the water tower and I'd die real fast. Yeah, something that obvious. Yeah, you're not going to make it. Yeah, I feel like the, the water tower is way too obvious. <laughs> Someone, someone's going to see it. They're going to come in screwed right away. Okay, martial don't arts stuff. <laughs> so martial arts stuff. Uh, still into martial arts? You know, I, I practice, you know, when I'm when I'm in. I have a little garage area where I set up some weights and I have a bag to spar and, you know, uh, 
I practice then, but I don't practice it like I used to. So, you know, because you know, I'm a pro wrestler now. So I, I focus more on that. Like I'll practice certain things because I want to do them in the ring. Um, but I don't really like, you know, every once in a while, I'll, I'll you know, even with whether it was Roberto or something, I might spar and, and do some light stuff. But I don't do it. I don't practice it like I used to. Um, but obviously, it's very important to me in my life. So I, I still do some stuff, you know. I, I just won't take it as serious as to I'm not trying to fight anymore, you know. But I still like to keep up with certain things, try to keep up with my flexibility, um, you know, accuracy and stuff like that. I do it more for that and the workout than I would for, let's say, because I'm training for a fight or something like that. Well, since you're a martial arts guy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume that you've seen the Karate Kid movies. So I'm going to ask this. Do you think that Daniel is the real villain of the Karate Kid movies and that Johnny Lawrence is actually the good guy in the story? I, I know that's the, you know, it's the popular thing to say. Um, Allie's the villain. Wow. All right. All right. Hot take. I like this. It was all her fault. It was all her fault. How are you going to be dating somebody and then be cool and then blame the other guy? Like, come on. It was all Allie. She's get her out of here. And it took her forever to come to Cobra Kai, too. So, like, I mean, she is clearly the villain in all this. Exactly. So I'll give you another thing about that show. Uh, the Karate Kid, their form of martial arts that, that was Mr. Miyagi's was Okinawan Goju. I studied Japanese Goju. It's the same type of martial arts. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Do yeah, you watch, just a quick little. Uh, do you watch Cobra Kai? Yeah, yeah. I love I actually think the show's great. I really enjoy it. Um, because I like that that traditional old school karate mentality, um, and just the old school way of training. You know that there's it's kind of a forgotten thing now with mixed martial arts, where you know there's no just at least the popularity wise is don't train one one thing, train in, in something that's kind of mixed, which is great. Don't get me wrong, but there's a little bit more tradition and discipline that goes into the old school. You know where where with the geese and just i don't know just just a different vibe than just going to a gym that's just like you know let's roll around and just do everything and whatever but i like just focusing on one thing at a time and that's just the way i am um so i i enjoy the show because it has like that old school feel like in the 90s that that's that was martial arts like there was no you know ufc was still trying to find its way so you know it was still old school karate you know your old school karate tournaments and stuff like that so it's kind of cool to see that there's representation to that because it is still around just not nobody it's just not a thing like as far as being popular you know ufc's taken over and for the right reason it's awesome um it's just it's just different so i i definitely enjoyed that aspect of cobra kai it's just different and and it's something that i as a fan of like the karate kid movies it's, it's kind of cool that they brought it back and i think not just because of that it's a, just a good show i i love i love it yeah, I, I also, you know, obviously you come to watch because you've seen, you start watching it because you watched Karate Kid growing up. But yeah, it hooks you for sure. I, I've liked every single season of that show. And it, I also like just how ridiculous it is sometimes too, like where there's a school yeah. fight that breaks out and it's like the most ridiculous school fight you'd never see, yeah. but it's so entertaining. <laughs> or like, you know, 20 kids fighting in this, in this, in this, someone's house. And you're like, where are the parents? Where are the neighbors? Someone would see, no one would get thrown out of a window like that. But it's, I, I love well, the show. It's so good. That's the best part of the entertainment part of it, where it's like, you see it and it's like, I wish I went to that school, number one. And number two, yeah, who fights like that for real in the street in, in, a, in a house? Of course, like, that's some great self-defense you guys got. Like, amazing blocking skills and just ridiculousness. But I love it. I love all that stuff. That's why I'm a pro wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, one of the things I find most interesting about your journey 
is your decision to turn your own life around and get in better shape while you were on the indies. For anyone who hasn't watched your Chronicle, um, can you talk about that a little and how much weight you ended up losing? Uh, well, in total, I think I lost, what was it, like 160 pounds or something. Um, yeah. Over how, I, how long I was that? How long did it take me to lose it? It took me... Yeah. Well, I lost 100 pounds in about a year, and that was in 2012, I believe. And then, you know, here and there, like, then I just... Then I slowed down as far as losing that much weight, and then was trying to put on muscle, you know, because I had never even worked out. <laughs> yeah. Damn, crazy. Big surprise. I... It's barely 10 years, uh, actually, no, less than 10 years since I actually started working out. Like, I, I'm not a, I was never into working out. And I, I'll be honest, I still don't like it. I hate working out. I do it because it's part of my job. <laughs> I hate, I don't even <laughs> like sweating, you know? So, uh, yeah, I like every time, every time I, full disclosure, today I was at the gym. Uh, Rhea Ripley is one of my coolest, closest friends, and I kind of don't like her today because she put me through a workout, and she's a maniac, and I'm going to be in a lot of pain going forward for the next few days because of her, so not happy with her. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, because I'm still, to this day, I'm still trying to figure out how to work out. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I just do stuff. Um, but uh, so that was in around 2012, and it was just, I don't, I don't even know why I was the way I was. Like, this was my dream, but... I didn't do anything for it. I just kind of coasted and that's why I didn't make it. That's what took me so long. And then it was just one day to the next. It just clicked where I was like, well, this is my dream. I should work for it. Right? Like nobody else is going to work for my dream. So I, I just took, started taking things seriously and just started asking questions and started losing weight, started getting in shape and, uh, and changed my mentality to being positive and be wanting to be happy all the time and looking at the positive side of everything. There's got to be something positive about anything. So, and then somehow opportunity comes and, and opportunity and, and this positive thing. And even in a negative, I would try to find, well, what's the positive here? And boom, boom, boom. And then just things just started working out. It's crazy. But to start the weight loss journey, I'll be honest, all I did was like, well, I'm a normal adult. Let me just act like an adult. If I, I don't know about nutrition, but I can see a label. I could clearly know that a bag of Cheetos is not good for me, you know, compared to a grilled chicken. So, you know, it's like, just be honest. Like, you know, this isn't, isn't good for you. Don't eat it. And I, that's how I did. That's how I lost the first hundred pounds. It was just cutting out stuff that I know I shouldn't be eating. Like, I know it's not good for you. Junk food, all that stuff, junk and fast food. I didn't touch for almost two years, um, like nothing. Nothing. And and I'm telling you, I'm really bad when, when it comes to a sweet tooth and wanting this stuff. It's really bad for me. Uh, I love it. I, if junk food was healthy food, like, oh, my God, I'd look like I was chiseled out of stone. I mean, I'd be in <laughs> such good shape. Uh, but unfortunately, it's all the good food is horrible. <laughs> I hate the way it tastes. I hate vegetables. You know, I spoke to a nutritionist once and she was like, hey, your diet now is great. She's like, the only thing I see is you don't eat enough vegetables. And I was like, well, the, the reason for that is because I like stuff that tastes good. So that's, you know, her reaction was exactly your reaction. She died laughing. And I was like, what am I going to do? This is all, I, I think I ask something like this question to a lot of my guests. And I, I, it's mainly because I'm trying to convince myself to finally make those changes, you know? And it is, it is hard, man. Like it is, especially when you're stressed and working all day, you're like, oh, it's really easy to just go drive through or just to get that bag of chips. And so um, I, I, I just wonder like, you know, what, 
how people switch their mindset like that. And it seems like you, it was just, no one's going to do my, no one's going to chase my dream except for me. Exactly. And it's like I say about going to the gym is part of like every day. I trust me, it goes through my head every single day. Like, I don't want to go. And then I literally have to tell myself it's not because you want to, it's because you have to for the life that I want to live. So I go, I get changed and take take my pre-workout or whatever. And, and I go because once I'm in it, then I'm, then I'm there, then it's, then I'll just get through it. Um, the problem is just getting there. And, and that's, that's literally what I have to tell myself all the time when I'm hungry for, you know, sweets, same mentality. I'm like, Nope, I want to perform well on raw. I want to look a certain way. Can't do it. You know, it's just one of those things. Like it's a constant battle. It really is. It's very difficult every day for me because, because of that, because it's just, it's in my nature to want to eat these things and live the way I I do or the way I used to. Um, But I have to fight it and, and, push through so I could achieve and do the things that I actually want to do and love. And I love what I do. So it's worth it for me. So with NXT undergoing some changes coming up, how thankful are you for the time that you spent there? Well, I don't even know what the exact changes are, you know, but I'll say this, my time in NXT, like Damian Priest isn't a star at Monday Night Raw right now. If it wasn't for my time in NXT, if it wasn't for as long as I was wrestling, it was almost like, I've learned nothing, you know, as far as like the little details where I don't know whether it was Sean or Hunter or Bloom or any of the coaches, like they would just, hey, you ever thought about this or changing this or just doing this this way or having this facial expression or this moment? And it's little things where it's like, why didn't I think about that before? You know, those type of things. And it's literally with those moments and those those talks and that advice and the, the time that I had watching matches back with coaches and 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 then performing in 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 front of that hot crowd and but also getting that immediate feedback when i got to the back from our producers and and everybody invested in everything we do uh yeah i'm not here like we're not doing this interview right now put it that way i I don't think so because that was so invaluable like all the lessons i learned and the relationships i built the the love the camaraderie and everything it's it's all positive stuff so and, and i love that and uh you know, it was one of those things that when I was there, you know, people say, oh, now you've made it. Congratulations on making it when I when I debuted on Raw. And I was like, I appreciate that, but I already made it when I started in NXT. Like, to me, I, that was me making it, you know, because I get the level. I get the platform. I get the audience that sees us. It's way bigger. I get it. But it's still a WWE product. I'm still performing in front of fans. There's still it's, – it's, it feels very real to me, you know, and everything that encompassed it and – everything I learned and that prepared me for the bigger stage. Uh, I, I would never ever trade that for anything. I love my time in NXT. All right. Well, we've reached the end of our time here on this show, uh, but I usually end each interview talking with my guest about their finishing move. I got a couple questions about your finishing move for you. That's the reckoning. So first, who is your favorite superstar to hit the reckoning on and why? Ooh, um, there, there's a few. Uh, so I'll say I got to differentiate Raw and, and NXT. In NXT, uh, I, I got to say it, it was it's a it's a close between Pete Dunne and Cameron Grimes, but I'm gonna go with Pete Dunne. He just looked like it just looked gnarly. Like he's done, <laughs> you know. Just I don't know, but you know. And then on Raw is Morrison. Uh, he does. First he, of all, that, I, I had a feeling that was gonna be your answer because he takes that so well. I, 
man, the hell with that guy. He he does everything so good. <laughs> I think he looks like a million bucks. And I, it's disgusting how good he is. <laughs> uh, but it, yeah, it was Morrison because another one that he takes and it's like, is he going to be okay? <laughs> and he's like, hey, yeah, I'm good. And it's like, all right, that's ridiculous because I can, I can only dream of doing stuff like that and taking stuff and making stuff look that good. Uh, if you had to steal another current superstar's finisher, or excuse me, if you had to steal a superstar from the past as finishing move and use it as your own, which would you choose? Oh, selfishly, because uh, being a, a fan, obviously, is the tombstone because of The Undertaker. But, you know, again, with the working out thing, I don't think I could do it to many people. So I always <laughs> go with easy stuff. Easy. That's why I chose a reckoning. I could do that to anybody. So besides that, it would be Jake Roberts style DDT. <laughs> Simple, effective, and have nothing to worry about. I love that. And lastly, what's the most memorable time that you hit the reckoning? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, it'd have to be, you know, in NXT, the first time I did it. So again, NXT main roster, NXT, when I did it to, to uh, Pete Dunne, and the, the lighting was cool. It was like a rock star lighting. Uh, and I remember the crowd reaction when I did it, and it was like a cool moment of D Damian Priest has arrived. To me, that's what it felt like. And then here, it has to be at SummerSlam in front of 50,000 people to win the United States title. Uh, that's that's the big one for me. I mean, so cool, you know, just to be in that moment. Sheamus, SummerSlam, Las Vegas. I mean, there's just so many things at, that add up to that hitting that move and the crowd reaction. It, it was pretty sweet. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to do this today. I had a blast chatting with you about all this stuff, and I can't wait to see how your United States title reign runs out on uh, on Raw the next few. Hopefully, hopefully it never ends. So hopefully for the next few years. <laughs> hopefully it lives forever, right? <laughs> I appreciate that, man. All right, man. Have a good day. You too. That was Damian Priest. Really enjoyed that conversation. Uh, but make sure now that it's over that you go subscribe to all of our podcast platforms we're on spotify we're on google we're on other ones just make sure that you go check them out they're all over the place spotify apple google everywhere go subscribe to out of character with ryan Satin. also make sure that you go subscribe to our youtube channel that's where you can find the video of this show every week clips from raw smackdown and nxt as well and lots of other stuff also make sure you follow wwe on fox on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can follow me on TikTok. I think we're going to maybe have a WWE on Fox TikTok coming soon. I'm pushing for it. I'm trying. I can't guarantee it, but maybe. So hopefully that happens as well. Okay, that's it. I'm done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin, and this is Out of Character. Download the all-new Fox Sports app now.